Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Roger Roger Podcast. As always, I'm Derek. And this is Charles here, guys. Super excited to be back for yet another episode of the Roger Roger Podcast. Yeah, this is a good one. Bad Batch Episode 7, Battle Scars. Yeah, good one indeed. I'm excited to get into this one. There are some exciting moments. I've got a lot to say. Looking Mm -hmm. forward to it. Bad Batch delivers yet again. Yeah, speaking of delivering, where do you rank this? You don't have to give me a specific number, but what do you think about this episode in general? It's, you know, in the top percentile for me. Mm -hmm. I have to say, even just going by looks, this episode looked amazing. Like, when you compare it to the Clone Wars or even other episodes of the Bad Batch, you're like, why does this episode pop so much you have things like they're in the ship and like the light of the planet is reflecting like through the visor of the of the ship and on their faces and it looks amazing and then they land on the planet and like their hair is flowing in the wind no one's hair ever flowed in clone wars anakin's flow was in (laughs) locked in yeah his flow is locked in Mm -hmm. but you know omega's Omega's hair flowing in the breeze, mm-hmm. and then you have like the the murky water and the creatures swimming underneath it, and you get the shadow, and then tentacles lurking out. It's just, it's just a gorgeous episode for that alone. I mean, I have to go back and watch other episodes of Bad Batch, but I feel like for whatever reason, this one was just super polished. And yeah, we get some amazing reveals, mm-hmm. some great action scenes. You get the Bad Batch at their core. Focusing more on them. Uh, I I was a big fan. This is my top percentile for sure. What about you? I think I ha- I just could repeat everything you just said, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this might be my favorite episode. Maybe second uh, favorite. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, and especially, like you said, there was something about this episode that just looked really good. I mentioned um, in our episode notes that the pl- uh, planet design was fantastic. The, the wide right? shots on Braca super cool and then you have the desert with the ship graveyard everything in this episode from character interactions in small dimly lit hallways to much larger scale shots were just yeah, very that's beautiful true and you very get like beautiful. the back the back lit like of these technology mm-hmm. screens in this like rundown uh spaceship reflecting off of wrecker's face as he's like zombified going full berserker you know it's like it full makes record. for a haunting moment. Yeah, full record, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, I, I just think from a style standpoint, from an animation standpoint, this an artistic direction standpoint, yeah. this episode hit w- way harder than some of the other episodes for whatever reason. I don't I, know. I, I, I was think just they really knew into this it. This was a special one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. I think they tried extra hard on this one, put a little bit more money into this one than maybe some of the ones around it yeah. to give it the full attention that it needs. I'd agree. I think so. Not that the other ones aren't, you know, cause I think we've even mentioned some of the space scenes and the other episodes look really good. And I've even, Oh yeah. I, even yeah, if it's yeah. not in my head, I feel like I've seen an improvement in some of the episodes over other ones, but this one especially stood out, but Oh yeah. yeah. Just compared to other animated star Wars shows. This one is, 
probably technically the most advanced. I mean, it makes sense. It's the newest one. But you get things like shading and you can spice up the character designs, you know, change their outfits, have them get injured, scarred, tattered, you know, those Mm -hmm. kind of worn, like those kind of things. And yeah, it, it, it adds a bit more to the environment when you start adding in those details and yeah i I thought battle scars did a really played that to its to its strengths and i was just a big fan of the look of the whole episode but there's so much more to it than that not only does it look good the the story is good too Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. I think this was one of my favorite episodes for the story alone. Even though not much like plot-wise super happened, it was a very small condensed story of the utmost importance for sure. But right. it was such a, a, a tiny feeling episode, but it just condensed and packed with so much stuff. And yeah. there was a couple of good action pieces, but also it, it just felt so somber and yeah, it was great. It was, like I said, it's one of my favorite. But speaking of action, we start off with a pretty nice um, space chase with a nice shot of the ship, which I love the design. And uh, Yeah, the ship's cool. Yeah. And we start with a little more of the Bad Batch down their road, mercenary work type stuff. Stealing from criminals, not the worst thing they could be doing. But it's slightly morally gray, and that's kind of a theme that runs through the rest of this episode and the series as a whole. Right. They're trying to find a sense of purpose, duty, morality in a world where none of that seems to exist right now, you know, where the sides aren't clear. And so it's interesting to see them try and make those adjustments. And we, we saw from the end of episode six when Hunter gave up the the tactical droid um, intel that they're trying to... I mean, they still go back to work for Sid for some reason, but just without the tactical droid data, but they still do jobs for Sid. Well, yeah, they failed. They didn't, you know, totally blow their whole operation. They just said, we messed up. All right, you idiots, here's another job. You know? Yeah, but what I'm saying is if you think working for Sid is bad, then... Why do and take another job? You know oh, well, okay. So I think I, I was talking about that a little before where I doubt they're going to take jobs that are that important, if that's the right, right. word. Okay. They're Stealing gonna, right. from criminals, right. they, they know they can do that and not. Mm-hmm. But like a tactical droid, you're right. That makes sense. Like, like a know? tactical droid is pretty like huge impact kind of intel yeah. that you don't just give to anybody. But stealing so, a weird lizard from people that stole it from somebody else to give it to somebody a, new. A, a, a strange looking lizard, as right. Sid would say. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and I add something, Sid's got jokes this episode. She's funny. I like Sid. Oh, yeah. Because she is, is a strange a wise looking lizard cracker, herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as I look in a mirror, Sid, geez, yeah. come on. <laughs> she uh, throws some jokes at uh who was it tech for goggles and he oh yeah i love the nickname you don't want to see my uh ugly side (laughs) (laughs) she's self-aware she knows what's up i like sid i hope uh you know i hope she doesn't go bad or worse we'll see yeah there is that ominous thing of like she's basically indenturing the bad batch into servitude and you know, she her morals aren't on the straight and narrow either, so it could go any direction. Right. I have good feelings about Sid. 
I do think Sid is kind of taking the Bad Batch under her protection in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And she puts up with the kid and all that. And she's like, I don't run a charity here. Meanwhile, right. she's, you know, keeping them around. So I'd like to think that Sid is going to be, you know, good to the Bad Batch when push comes to shove. But part of her... I guess you would say rough charm is this whole thing of like you owe me money for this and money for yeah. that and you get I mean, they do they the spend job. a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> they do spend a lot of I mean I, I have been to Galaxy's Edge Mandel mm-hmm. mix the space popcorn is not cheap okay there you go. <laughs> so like I mean, ten yeah, orders of that movie theater prices <laughs> I mean as much if not more yeah. probably well I meant on but, uh, on planet not even at Galaxy's Edge I'm sure at Galaxy's oh, Edge yeah. it's even more but what was it 14 credits for a uh, for a pop a bag of popcorn man something like that and I don't know the credit what? to dollar conversion I'm going one to one until somebody tells me otherwise that you know that checks out right um, right I think so well you, who knows how inflation works when it's um, a long time ago, you know? So it's That's like, true. Okay, well, and they also maybe. just switch currencies. So that that's right. You, you would think it would be inflated. But, I mean, it is one unified currency with the empire. Right. So maybe it does have a strong value like the euro, you know? Yeah. So, well, they could, yeah, they could basically set whatever they want. They're, they're, we're in charge now. This is how much it's worth. Deal with it. You know? Yep, and then the, the Mandel mix vendors have to get out there and... <laughs> You got to hustle. Good and, thing Wrecker's and, there. And make it happen. <laughs> but yeah. as you were mentioning, where we could talk about predictions later on, but so Hunter mentions to Sid, as long as you get paid, you're happy, right? And she's like, yeah, you're finally wising up. So, you know, if she, she likes the Bad Batch, she's even said it multiple times, but if push t- comes to shove, is she going to be, you know, nice or is she going to go for, hey, I got to make a profit here? So, you know, I'm, th- I'm getting, you know, a little Lando vibe. You know, mm. I don't know. I like. I mean, the- hey, it's possible. Like we said, it's, the stage is being set for that possibility. Yeah, for sure. I do like to think that like Lando, the intentions are always good and there is a redemption if things do get yeah. sour. Because I don't know. I just. I mean, now I'm thinking I, it's even like more Lando because, you know. We'll get to that in predictions. Forget it for now. So next, <laughs> the next thing we have is we're to keep tangenting. We're trying not to tangent. Yeah, um, fair. So next, we see Rex. What a drop. Yes. That's the crazy. Reveal. I mean, last episode, we speculated on who that mysterious blue shoulder belonged to. Mm-hmm. And we were saying Bail Organa. We were saying Maul. We were, you know, all over the place. I don't think either one of us said Rex. Neither of us said Rex, but I did say um, Mothma because I thought it was going to be Rebel. And he is Rebel. And I just have to point this out. You were saying it was going to be, who, a bad guy, right? You yeah. Said, yeah. I, I thought, was wrong. I thought the I knew, sisters were on the right side. I knew they it was, astray. you know, always possible that that was not going to be the case. But I really felt like the Martez sisters were... Uh, Into shady business. Falling in with the bad crowd. Yeah. I just thought the irony of Hunter doing the right thing and having this breakthrough but also ending up giving those codes to an evil force mm-hmm. would have been a fun a fun, a fun twist but i don't think they wanted to get that dark and that that grim you know <laughs> yeah no but, i think that would have been an excellent way to go but you would have ha- that would have have to have happened like 3 episodes ago 
the time we're str- the we're losing time in the season for something that big because that's going to be a whole new arc, you know. And if we spent a whole bunch of time kind of meandering around, not that the mm-hmm. episodes weren't great, but we had a couple of episodes in a row that did not progress the plot. And if they were going to introduce a whole new arc like that, I think it would have had to happen already. I don't know. I mean, they wrapped up the um, the record thing chips, in the seven record episodes. Thing. It, but it, it wrapped up in one episode very tightly, yeah, so it could, so it could happen. But no, I'm not surprised. And it, you know, Rex doesn't make sense as a pick. Yeah, and it was I actually was more excited to see Rex than I thought I was going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's more iconic of a character than I thought originally, and. I don't know. It's just cool to see that armor come back and like the the um, tally marks on his helmet and things like that. Yeah. No, seeing Rex was really cool. Yeah. And I really liked the scene between him and Omega where she was like, oh, I could tell you're a phase, uh, not a phase one, but a first generation. And she's like, oh, man, it looks like you're a first generation clone. You've seen yeah. a lot, haven't you? And he's like, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> but he's like, how can you tell? And she goes, the lines, yeah. <laughs> alluding to his wrinkles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that, yeah, that was a cute moment because you have the brand new character meeting the classic character and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it was a fun mashup, and it leads to some interesting themes later on in in this episode about you know, loyalty to the Republic, mm-hmm. about loyalty to the Army versus like Hunter doing what's best for his squad. And Rex was a right. great character to to bring into these moments because we've seen all these characters that have been introduced throughout the show already. And how they've kind of tested the Bad Batch's family dynamic. And every time the Bad Batch goes back to, no, we're a family now, we're sticking together. Mm-hmm. Which has not been a Star Wars theme ever, especially for the movies. It's about family. Like, like even, yeah, it's about family. <laughs> but honestly, Luke was like, oh, abandon everything and join yeah. uh, the thing. Okay. I mean, his family all died, but uh, still... And he would have gone anyway, I think. Well, that's a bit of a found family right there, for sure. Yeah, but this idea of joining the cause right away because it's the good thing to do and I'm joining because I'm good and it's good versus evil, that is Star Wars. And even like the sequel trilogy, we got the same thing where it was like, oh, let's just walk away from all this craziness. And it's like, no, the rebellion is good. I'm good too. So I'm joining the rebellion. And... They had a similar conversation here. It's like, hey, the rebellion's still out there. There's a lot of us out there, and he's like, yeah, but I gotta do by what's right by my squad. Right. And they walk away from the cause, which, you know, we could get into this later. But I just, bringing up Rex brought all these things out in me. No, that's and a great point. And I, it's a direction I'm happy to see Star Wars go in. Because yeah, you know, that made me think. Like even that that silly quote, it's about family. I think Star Wars has kind of always skirted that idea a little bit. That mm-hmm. like I mean, you end up with uh, Ray Skywalker at the end. You know, like there is something to this either found family or um, an, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's ingrained in Star Wars a little bit somewhere. But this is one of the first times I've really seen it, even the Clone Wars too, a little bit, where you see it get like really nailed in, like with the Bad Batch right. or with, you know, I forgot his name, but the the other clone that has his, uh, has the Twi'lek wife. Oh uh, yeah, right. yeah. That's and then even like the Ahsoka and um, Anakin dynamic. It's 
it's family and i feel like this specific subset of star wars actually hits home really well in stuff that other parts of star wars have kind of been reaching at and never actually grasped Right, and you're talking about the clone deserter cut from episode cut. two, yes, right? yes, yes. and exactly, yeah. Cut was that first example of like, oh, this is my family. Mm-hmm. Oh, Omega, you should join his family. You'd be happier there. We're not a family. We're mercenaries. Blah blah blah. Right. But then it's like, no, we can be a family. And I mean, they call I, everybody brother too. By the you know, that's something yeah. to think about. Well, they're all related. I guess. Well, I know, but, but the, that's the, what it is. yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's interesting, and I to mm-hmm. me the deliberate decision to not join the rebellion to have Hunter have this moment of I'm going to pass on the whole rebellion scene and just do right by my squad. At to least me, that's until he a, figures it out. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's Star Wars. I'm sure he'll join the rebellion at some point. But for now, to me, that was like a very modern star wars yeah. yeah to me it's like the direction star wars is going towards like a shift in like right. in the narrative focus of star wars it's not so much oh rebellion fight e-, like yep. good fighting evil it's like hey this is our family we go on these adventures we enjoy mm-hmm. each other and we're and that makes us good you know so look at uh, mando and grogu yeah, man. The, this, and there's and something Google. to this, Charles. Good eye. Good eye. Yeah. And it's all, you know, under all the helm of the too. same creative, the direct, the same creative director, you know, who was not involved in any of the movies that I'm aware of. Um, I don't think so. So, yeah, I think it's this when you don't have to just tell the whole story in an hour and a half and tell this epic tale that appeals to millions and millions Billion. of people in every culture around the world um when you don't have to do that when you can tell a smaller story you can explore some of these themes and i think it's caused star wars to flourish honestly so oh yeah i i i love all of the trends that the show is setting up for the future of star wars television and like you've said in mando we've seen it this contained story this neutral stance in terms of the politics i mean obviously empire bad rebellion good that's not gonna go away but you don't have to necessarily join the cause mm-hmm. yeah which just care about you and the kid that's survive care about you and the survive kid. in this horrible horrendous galaxy sometimes <laughs> right <you know? laughs> right survive and that's what they're trying to do because there's this moment where rex realizes that they still have their inhibitor chips and he reaches for his pistol he's like you guys are all a threat yeah he was waiting and... for a move to see what was going to happen <laughs> yeah and understandable and was... i don't blame he's seen some crazy stuff yeah especially he wasn't in season wrong. seven of the clone. no he wasn't wrong at all <laughs> <laughs> in fact he ended up having to draw his weapon because we mm-hmm. go to bracca which fun fact about bracca for anyone that has played jedi fallen order bracca is cal's home planet that's where Fallen Order starts. It's this, you know, decommissioning spaceship right. planet, you know, the scrapyard planet. And we were talking about cool settings. It's to see these Clone Wars ships in disarray, like, as junk was such a really interesting vibe mm-hmm. for this show it's so on brand with bad batch it's like it embodies everything about the clone wars it's the same artistic style as clone wars but then to see all those that were like once like bright flying through space and bright colors shooting yeah. things like is just now 
well past ever being used scrap junk heaps on the ground it's like oh, okay this is a this sends a very powerful message in terms of where we are in the story it's yeah, not and clone it, wars it also like i think it represents kind of the galaxy as a whole at this time even if you want to extrapolate it like that a little bit because i mean all of the effort and money and time and lives spent on the clone wars these beautiful giant ships all of the clone lives and now it's just in the sand garbage trash we're doing something yeah i mean even even rex's armor is you know seen better days and he hides it under a cloak Mm -hmm. and things like that so oh speaking of that um i actually started watching uh slowly not like really quickly but uh, the clone wars from the first episode and oh, okay. that's why I remember in the last uh, our last episode I <laughs> mixed up a scene I was like Grievous was in oh wait no that's yeah. a, that's actually coming out on Thursday never mind <laughs> <laughs> whoops uh, <laughs> all right but anyway so we're recording these out of order so we can get bad batch ba- right fast, you know yeah um so anyway uh I just watched the episode Rookies where you first meet Echo Fives Heavy. And um, Rex, maybe not the first time you meet Rex, but he's prominent in the episode. And uh, we, as they're walking around Bracca, Fives gets a name drop. I, seeing Echo look like a normal clone and actually talk about why he has his uh, the nickname Echo, because he would always re- echo the, um, the regulation manual. It's like <laughs> it's cr- like it was crazy watching these two in a similar time, because I'm like, Man, these guys these guys have gone through hell. Yeah. And the, my my point was that Rex goes up to Echo and goes, "Oh, you guys are shinies." And he's like, "Wow, what's that mean? Your armor's shiny, just like you. You guys are brand new. You need to, you know, oh, put it." Oh yeah, they're shinies. Right. And his armor was already beat up then, and he's wearing the same armor. Man, Rex, <laughs> I'm surprised, Rex honestly, is a that trooper, he's man. Yeah, I'm surprised he is a trooper. You know, I have a lot of respect for Rex, but I'm kind of surprised he's holding on to the armor. You know, well, like same it's... reason Bad Batches. That's it's what they're <laughs> that's their design. You can't switch it up really, and I get you that. You got to sell action figures too. Yeah. You know, I get that too. And it's, and it's such, such a cool a... design. And yeah, and when all their faces are kind of the same, you got to you know differentiate them somehow. Right. And it's cool to see like Rex you know, walking into the mist, and he you know looks over his shoulder. He's got the helmet on. He's like, you know, anytime you need help, just let us know, and we'll be there. And then he like just fades into the mist. You're like, okay, that's cool. I think actually and, you know, <laughs> Hunter said that, but what point I know is, what you it mean. Was, but I know it was it was Rex that walked off into the mist in, and and all that. Right. So that was the cool part, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you gotta keep the armor for those moments. I'm I'm fine with it. I just was like, yeah, probably in real life, hole, he would you know? have disposed of that armor immediately. <laughs> immediately, uh, but and grow um, a beard, be- yeah, and hair, <laughs> like cut, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sideburns. Right, everybody's doing everything wrong, but cut. He's killing it. <laughs> yeah, get yourself a nice alien partner. Right? Settle down with a few kids and change your look. Change your look, get your like serial number Mm -hmm. and 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 social security number, and and just peace out into the galaxy for certain. For certain, so just um, that was cool. Seeing those back to back, kind of, and hearing fives again, and yeah, the shiny thing I I remember, but it didn't even cross my mind. You're right, nothing is shiny in Bad Batch, nothing. (laughs) So, which is very deliberate, obviously. Yeah, it's cool. And it's cool. It's cool to see where 
these characters like getting run through the grinder you know you, you see everyone is in the middle of hustling at different stages of the rebellion and it's kind of fun you know yeah to see them kind of out of what they're known for and in this it's fun good world building oh extremely i mean that's one of the best things star wars can do yeah for absolutely building. but another thing it can do is it can entertain it can grip you with these action scenes and the one that we get is this plot that everyone has been waiting for the fallout wreckers headaches finally you know after six episodes of very heavy foreshadowing (laughs) hitting you over the head if you will oh you went there nice (laughs) i'm sure i'm not the first to make that joke oh no No. i i think wreckers headaches have been one of the uh, more popular subjects for like bad batch memes at yeah. least that i've seen on twitter uh, wreckers headaches definitely take the lead and the and new zealand accent too oh yeah the new zealand Teak. accent yeah <laughs> omega yeah it's uh it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. and i enjoyed seeing wrecker go full beast mode. oh yeah it was a lot of fun because i felt like he didn't get his due in that episode where he fights uh, Shand, Fennec Shand. No, and yeah. to see him at his full potential now, taking on the entire Bad Batch was fun. Yeah, I think the way they handled this episode specifically, and I mean specifically the Wrecker um, 66 break, was perfect. I could, You could have gone a couple of different ways with it, but here we ended up having an amazing hallway fight scene, close quarters combat, and nothing like the one with Fennec, where that one really made no sense. Here, Wrecker took down literally everybody, except Omega, at one point. So, right. I mean, and he's, you know, serious Wrecker was one of the coolest things in the show so far. He, like, slaps the gun out of his uh, somebody's hand. It, like, flies through a window, or the wall, even. Uh, it might have been Rex's pistol, but... And what I especially liked about it is that there were no, like, logical inconsistencies with it. So far, we know the Order 66 breaks through everything. You will not register people that you know. You have no control. And I thought maybe Wrecker was going to have a moment with Omega, and that would have been touching and nice, where he kind of snapped out of it. But they didn't break consistency, you know, and he apologized for it later he had memories of what happened but he had absolutely mm-hmm. no free will which is crazy to think about right and he said he you know he tried to fight it mm-hmm. and this that and the other and it's you know it's very endearing and they did take some time at the beginning of this episode to have this connection between omega and wrecker which i think they pulled off really well mm-hmm. wrecker always has this like I'm going to say childlike sense of wonder. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. About him, about him. And, um, but him and Omega always have had, a, I think, a different kind of relationship than the rest of the Bad Batch. I know Hunter is more of like a father figure. Wrecker might be like an older brother because he made the room yeah. for her. And I think they might be they the closest. They get into shenanigans together. Right. They have space you know, popcorn. They're breaking the rules together. Yeah, they go off and have space popcorn. Traditionally, yeah. I, Traditionally, yeah. So <laughs> it's I, cute. Yeah, no, I agree that they have a connection, um, more a bigger connection than the other members of the Bad Batch. Right. We didn't talk about the monster scene. I mean, I mentioned I it in the graphics and how much I love the way it looked. And they I don't think the animators had to go that hard but for this episode, but they did. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But it is a 
similar creature to the one in the trash compactor in A New Hope. So we get that as yeah. well. Um, and that scene was cool. Fun. It was I know it wasn't shot because it's all CG animation. Right, but right. The way um, you had like the vertical shaft and the ca- you know quotes camera was like further back, and right. I, it was just a very well composed scene. And it really you kind of got that yo yo effect of the rope <laughs> and wrecker. It was really good, which is totally different than the trash compactor scene. This was like again a lot of wide shots. Even though it felt, oh, and enclosed. I mean, the aspect ratio of Bad Batch is insanely wide. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason, it's crazy. Yeah. It's very skinny and very wide. Um, and in this episode, it really worked. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it's because they let the scenery shine a little bit more, show off the backdrop a little bit more, and yeah, yeah I thought it was great. I thought it was great. So we get the close quarters hallways fighting. We get to see Wrecker at full potential um we get to see the med bay and the removal of the inhibitor chips of the oh entire wait before that well i forgot to talk about omega saving the day like multiple times she's quite a badass i think they're training her very well because she ended up saving hunter and rex by sh- I, I don't know if she shot wrecker in the back or she like shot next to his head but he turned around and left them to go for her and she basically i mean had to run away from a wrecking wrecker (laughs) but she's also been doing (laughs) stuff in other episodes slowly she's been becoming more confident uh with her bow and i know she shot at least a couple of battle droids one of the um maybe two episodes ago one episode ago something like that but yeah yeah she's becoming a real she was you know she was wrestling to get the tactical droid head Mm -hmm. while the you know she's finding her position in the crew Right. There were moments in like episode two where they're like, what are you doing? Like leading the charge, like get out of here, like go for time out in the ship or something. Right. But and then she finds ways to be useful, to use her skills that she has to her advantage right. and to save I, lives, really. She's yeah. Very, and we're she's seeing that happen capable. more and more frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think as her confidence grows and she's working with the team more, she's getting a better sense of how like what her place is, what her role is with the team. And it's fun to see that pay off and to see her have more and more of these moments. Yeah, and I also like that she didn't really lose herself in the battle. She didn't shoot Wrecker when she could have, you know, to save herself. Mm -hmm. You know, when she was cornered and there was that, that horror scene transition where she looks around the corner. Oh, he's not there. Oh, he's behind me. You know, right. Right. But she could have shot him to save herself and she didn't. She didn't shoot. And that stays within her character. She's not ready. Not not, I don't even think it's ready. I don't think she would ever do that. She she cares too much about her friends, her family. Yeah, and that's something that's been consistent with Omega this whole yeah. time. And it's not just friends and family. It's even, like, just animals. Yeah, um, you're right. Innocence, everything she has a uh, compassion for. And she was willing to trust, you know, the um, Martez sisters right away. Mm-hmm. You know, she has these instincts and these this trust in her. And um, it, it's been consistent throughout the show. And... I, yeah, she's the good guy, right? She's she's very she's very noble in that sense. So she's definitely the hero in this story for sure. Right. Uh, anything else? Um, 
it is interesting to see that when Wrecker, you know, gets stopped from his berserker mode and gets the chip removed, he does apologize, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. And that does imply that there might be hope for other clones out there, including Crosshair. Oh, yeah. I think there's hope for... Well, I don't actually think there's hope because we, I, they don't save all of the clones. They don't. Um, but but for there are Crosshair. hope for specific... Crosshair's one of them. Other, other clones... You know, maybe they could grab a unit or a legion and save them, but I don't think there's hope for most of the clones, unfortunately. It's but, been a minute since we've seen Crosshair, too, by the way. Yeah, well, they're still shocking them up. I'm, and that's the thing, like you said, if they do save Crosshair and he remembers everything, he's going to have a rough time um, coming to terms yeah. with I think Crosshair anything. has passed the point of no return in terms of his actions already. But they're, but they're not even his actions, though. I, I think he can You're be right. redeemed, for sure. I think he can, but I just think narratively from like a Star Wars TV show... Once you torch a bunch of innocent people, you're not going to then go you don't on think to you be. You can come back. You're, you can come back, no, but it's not in a way that makes you like on the good team now. And you're Vader was redeemed. Yeah, but then he died, dude. Well, that's what I'm saying. Immediately afterwards. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Go on to be like, oh, Papa Anakin. (laughs) Here he is. No. Living a happy life and acting all silly. (laughs) No. No, I I was saying. That's what I mean. I think we mentioned this in one of the first episodes. Oh, yeah. That what could. how, How do you redeem Crosshair? He sacrifices himself after he gets. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. he's gone past the point of no return in terms of his actions and his war crimes. Like his placement in the Bad Batch, you mean? Right. That I to, would agree with, but I don't think go... he's unredeemable or irredeemable. Oh, I think he can be redeemed the way Darth Vader was redeemed. You know, things like that, where it's like, okay, well, he's come over to the good, and he is. You know, we can forgive him, but he's well, not the kind really... of. But he's not the kind of character that's then going to go off back and having adventures. You know, it's just I not. think he. I don't think he is, but I think he could because Vader did everything he did. I mean, he was ma- manipulated and driven crazy, but he did things of his own free will. Crosshair is not doing anything of his own free will. I think that's that's not like I wouldn't go as far to say like carte blanche, but like, come on, it's not his fault. He's being mind controlled, you know. Yeah, I, it's it's tragic, but still, yeah. I don't think I don't think the universe of Star Wars is going to let him off the hook for those for those crimes in those early episodes. Uh, I kind of hope they do, but I don't think they will. It doesn't make sense. But I mean, I if, mean if a show was going to do it, it, it would is be the, the yeah. Bad Batch. But because like uh, Darth Vader not, shouldn't be redeemed so. at all. <laughs> he's he's like I, that. I never really understood really. Oh, you came back to the light. Yeah, but you also committed, like, every war crime possible. Yeah. And then more. And he, then you probably and, made up some new ones. Yes, and he did not have an inhibitor chip. That no. we know of. That we know of. Well, could be um, in the suit. Yeah, right? I mean, he had chips all over the place. Um, yeah. One of them could have been an inhibitor. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? That's a theory for another day. That is an interesting theory. Because I know the Emperor designed the suit to screw with him, like, day and night, to drive him even more crazy. 
So mm-hmm. that's canon for sure. So maybe there's something to that, but I don't think I've never heard of anything like that. But it's a cool theory. And I could see Palpatine being like, how can I have the same effect as an inhibitor chip without literally putting an inhibitor chip in his brain? You know, Palpatine yeah. is good at that stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I'll make you like kill a bunch of innocent people, but I'm not going to do an inhibitor chip. I'm going to make I'm going to like make the circumstance happen where you do it. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, for sure. It, he's evil and twisted enough to mm-hmm. be able to pull that off. So. Yeah, I mean, he designed a suit for the guy to literally cause him pain. His entire waking and sleeping life. That's not cool. Right. And then eventually Darth Vader got so strong and he didn't want a new suit because he was like, I could get so angry in this thing. And that makes me very powerful. So, I mean, he's a nut job, but we know that. <laughs> I don't think right. I don't think Crosshair is that bad is all I'm saying. Right. I, I don't think he's that bad either. I just think he's past the point of no return to be like Wrecker, where he's saved yeah. and can come back into the fold. Action you know? figure for the kids. Yeah, right, right, right. It's fair. Um, so we already talked about this Hunter and Rex scene at the end when we just got carried away mm-hmm. talking about Rex. Um, just to, for the sake of repeating myself, I, I thought this was a great moment and i think star wars needs more moments like these where these characters are acting based off of their own personal needs and they're a bit more complicated than being good or evil and Mm -hmm. it's not as simple as joining the rebellion and i do like that about this show and i and i hope to see more of it in star wars going forward yeah i definitely agree and i love that they used rex for this scene he is literally the perfect character for this because his entire thing is I was born a first-generation clone. My literal entire life is fighting for the Republic. This, I am, he's the perfect example of, oh, I joined the Rebellion because it's what I should do. This is, and now the Bad Batch is the op, not the opposite, but it's the, a different viewpoint, like you were saying. I have to do right by Omega and my family. Sorry, mm-hmm. Rex. I, that's your prerogative. That's your style. You're kind of like an older Star Wars themed character and the bad batch is a you know maybe they're the same age literally but they're a newer newer thematically kind of right right and i agree completely Mm -hmm. so and it was a cool juxtaposition seeing them talk about that and then even talk about like doing right by your crew what is even right in this circumstance i guess it's just survive yeah that's the thing mate. you can tell that he doesn't know but he's gonna and neither does rex rex isn't judging him or anything right you know right right oh i agree and i think that's what encapsulates the whole spirit of the bad batch is that idea of doing right even if you don't know what the right thing to do is (laughs) yeah exactly which is very interesting same with mando you know Exactly like Mando, um, mm-hmm. where it's like... And probably Ahsoka, if we see more Ahsoka stuff. Yep. And, uh, I, which, speaking of Ahsoka, I mean, we, we got Rex. When are we going to get Ahsoka? It'll right? be soon, you think it's It'll like You think it's going to happen in this season? Yes, for sure. We'll see Ahsoka. And I'm getting pumped for it, too, because like I said, I'm watching some of the early Clone Wars, and I'm like, oh, it's Snips. She's so young. I feel so bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, her story is really tragic, but I I am so excited for her to get her own show. We'll see her. And I'm still saying we're going to see Maul, too. Maul would be awesome. Maul would Mm -hmm. be awesome. I I think 
I really only think we're going to get the smallest taste of Ahsoka at the end. That's, yeah, I believe that. Almost like some of the big reveals we've gotten at the end of season two of Mandalorian, which I don't want to actually say who they are, but that kind of thing where it's like, oh, this is the character that they're plopping at the end. Right. Um, I I think Ahsoka is one of those that just can... You can't go a whole season of this sh- of this show, The Bad Batch, no. without seeing we'll see her. Don't that, worry, that's Charles. That's just cruel. Yeah. I want to see her, and then because um, I mean, we got to see the Martez sisters, we got to see Rex. It's like, come on, we're just circling around her right now. Let's yeah, bring and her in. Last last episode, I pointed out that Clone Wars season seven, same creative team. I'm pretty sure went uh, Bad Batch, Martez sisters, Maul. Maul would be a good one. Martez sisters, Maul. Uh, and we know there's a lot of callbacks in the Bad Batch. We've already seen. We've talked about so many of them. I, I'm thinking this is a setup. It's my still my guess. Especially I, with I think all the Maul would be a great antagonist. Um, I mean, the season is almost wrapped up. But they can do like th- they can do an arc in three episodes. You know, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, they did a four episode arc in last season of Clone Wars. They did. Maul. Maul. Yeah, so, and it was really good. Fantastic. Right. So he may be. I can see him being like a bigger presence in a later season if they do more seasons of mm-hmm. the Bad Batch, which I hope they do. Um, but he other- could also just be the background antagonist, like behind. You know, you could maybe we'll see him for a little bit, and he's in charge of this crime stuff or Death Watch, something like that. And we know it's him, and we see him a little bit, but he isn't like. Down fighting with lightsabers, you know what I mean? Right, could be something like that. Right, right. I agree. I don't think we'll see too much of him if we do, and it will be more right. ominous than anything. Yes, and maybe yes. if we do get more bad batch, he can be an even bigger presence, and and that can bring in ties with Obi Wan as well. You know, mm-hmm. so that's all these universes coming together as they should be, which is good. And uh, the Ahsoka show, we don't. Yeah, I oh, definitely. Um, but the only, like, the thing I'm feeling less and less optimistic about is the reveal of Vader. Um, do you think we're going to get any Vader? Oh, not after I was thinking Maul so hard, but here's, I have a little bit of an idea here. So we know the scrappers at the end of the episode called the Empire, which is a really weird way to put it, but, (laughs) um... So who's going to come looking for the Bad Batch? Is Fennec Shan's client the Empire? Are we going to see more of her? Are we going to see somebody more higher up on the totem pole in the Empire come after the Bad Batch because they're that important? Could we see an early Darth Vader? Could we see... Um, I think you pointed out um, more Tarkin and Kamino area, but I don't think... None of them are very... Oh, maybe... A whole they send out a whole fleet of clones to get them, and that would wrap back in with Tarkin and Camino. Right. That, I don't know, or somebody high up on the pole like Vader. But uh, I feel I'm like not thinking Vader. No, I think with Vader you only see a little glimpse. You know, it, it, the no, that's not fair. If they, you got to just. I need like a Rogue One scene. I just don't think we're gonna get it. I think the economy of the characters that they've chosen. For the show, like Vader's yeah. just so far over higher over the top than any character that we have seen okay, in this well, show so far. Spoilers for 
one thing in Mando season two. Um, Luke was literally the biggest drop you could have, and they did it. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I was trying to avoid saying his name earlier, but that's okay. (laughs) But there's no, there's literally no bigger drop. Yeah. And it's, that's so relevant to this conversation. You're you're just going to. No, you're, you're absolutely correct. But I mean, they also, they had dropped Ahsoka and they had dropped, you know, Right, oh boy! Yeah. Uh, they, they they dropped other people that are like from the original mm-hmm. series too. I mean, yeah, Luke is b- by far and away like a huge deal. That's a great point. But they also brought in characters that were right. So I'm saying like a triple drop. Mm. Where you think? Because I was, we were talking about um, that. Who would be the Jedi? And I was like, oh, it's going to be some no name guy, but it's going to be really cool. And no, it was. Oh, (laughs) 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 Um, it was. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting heated up over Darth Vader. He can can be in the show, okay? If you want to have. I got too hot. (laughs) Oh, you know, you could leave that in and just bleep it. That could be fun. Yeah, you got to leave in the honest laughter when you can. Look, this is how much we care, listeners. This is how passionate we are about this community (laughs) is that we risk our family-friendly rating. Um, But thanks to our lovely editor, Jacob, we can Mm -hmm. skirt around that one with a nice little bleep or something maybe. <laughs> some sort of like droid beat, yep. maybe. I don't want to give. I don't want to give Jacob too much work, but I, I don't know. Yeah. He'll, he'll think of something, uh, and th- we'll thank him for that. Uh, but yeah, I, I look. I have strong feelings too. Anything's possible. I'm feeling less and less optimistic. That's I. I have to agree. I just don't. I can. I'm just thinking of ways to work a huge drop, more big drops in, but it doesn't really fit. You yeah. know. So I get it. But man. Great episode, looked great, sounded great, and Mm -hmm. we got a lot of breakthroughs here. We got a new character reveal, we got the Wrecker headache reveal, and we got all of the inhibitor chips removed from the Bad Batch. So that is a huge weight off of our shoulders now that Mm -hmm. all the Bad Batch are now inhibitor chip free. So that is fantastic. Yeah, so we got to see what happens next episode. Somebody's going to be tracking him down. Hopefully, Sid doesn't pull a Lando. Yeah. And I know we'll see Rex and the Rebels again somewhere down the line. There's no way they're not going to cross cross paths again. Right, yeah. And Rex is just too good of a character, and he fits for this show so mm-hmm. well. Like, what other shows coming out that have been announced, is he going to fit? Like, the Ahsoka well, show? Well, like- I believe he is prominently in rebels and resistance maybe yeah but they aren't making new episodes of that right maybe i know i think one of them they're not old shows i think they either wrapped recently or they're still getting episodes i'm not 100 percent sure they haven't been on my radar but i've seen i've avoided most of the spoilers for them they're definitely on my list to watch Mm because i know there's other huge cameos in and really good fights in some of those so they're on our list but we just can't get to everything yet can't get to everything yet but we are getting through the bad batch as these episodes come up it's bad batch tuesday guys and this was a big one so big fan of episode seven battle scars 
And yeah, I do we have anything more to say about this episode, Derek, before we wrap it up? Not really. We did. I think we killed it this episode, Charles. We we, we did a killed great job. it. We thank you. Yes, I think we did a great job as well. It's <laughs> um but you know, I may not be the most impartial judge. Uh, that's all right but you know what we'll hand it over to you guys the listeners and uh, we'll tell us what you think over Mm -hmm. at uh, Roger Roger Pod on Twitter Twitter, and Instagram Instagram. yep yep Yep. all those good things Um, until then we're going to release an episode on Thursday do you happen to remember which one it is that's coming out on Thursday (laughs) Thursday 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 it is... We already recorded it. I'm just out of order oh, right now. It's a great one. Best and the worst of episode two. Oh, that is a good one, guys. Because we're ramping up for episode three. Best and worst of Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah. we're watching episode three. You know, I watched the first um, 30 minutes of it. I basically watched mm-hmm. from title crawl to um, another Crash happy landing. Ship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best which is a great sequence and i have much to say about it but i i'm gonna watch the rest later and we'll, we'll talk about mm-hmm. it in time for next week but guys you don't want to miss it it's amazing how much like that 30 minutes like was improved from the two movies that came before but i don't want to get to it. Well, that is for a conversation for another day for now it is bad batch tuesday we have discussed episode seven. We patiently await for episode eight as it drops on Friday. And I'm sure we'll have a lot to say on the social media sphere on Friday when the episode airs. So be free to check that out. And thank you all for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. See you next time. Goodbye. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger.
I'll just run. <laughs> Roger. Wait, who's Roger?